And welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Tree. My name is Roger Reichert. My guest tonight is Cena Grace. He is the author and illustrator of the autobiographical Self-Obsessed and Not My Bag. He has worked for Marvel Comics, IDW, Boom, Dynamite, and more. And he is currently writing for the new comic book series, Read Only Memories, based on the video game by the same name. Welcome to the show, Cena. Hi, I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for taking time on a Sunday evening to talk about read-only memories. Uh, before we get into the the book itself, I do have a just a couple questions I would like to ask you uh, about how you got into comic books. So, can you tell us about yourself and and how did you get into writing and drawing comic books? Like that's that's unique. Write <laughs> <laughs> and 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 draw. How did you how did you get into comic books? Um, it's a pretty bland like. The very, very beginning is pretty bland. Um, I I am of an age where they would sell comic books at grocery stores and I would pick up the, you know, like adaptations of movies um, that I loved as a kid, like the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles um, or Batman the Animated Series and stuff like that. And so I was a very big like Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Batman fan. And mm-hmm. um, from there, I just, you know fell in love and just would go to the comic store nearby and would draw, draw, draw. And and, and you reach a point in your young adolescence where like suddenly you realize like, Oh, I'm kind of better at some of these things than other people are. Um, And not that that was like a, that, that, that was the moment where I was like, Oh, I should do this professionally. But um, I don't know. I just kept going with it and fell in love and kept learning and kept asking these questions. I really, you know, wanted to know how the cookies were made in a way that I don't think other comic book fans necessarily uh, would explore. And so from there, I'm just trying to do the like very quick version of it. But like from there, like in high school, I interned at a comic company, uh, Top Cow Productions that, you know, they did Witchblade and The Darkness and Wanted, uh, that movie that had Angelina Jolie in it. Um, And uh, I would like make zines. And I would make my own books and, uh, and then I self published. Um, and it just kept going from there. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, ended up, uh, editing for Robert Kirkman who, uh, created the walking dead. Yeah. And, um, in terms of writing and drawing, I studied writing in college and then drawing was just something I always loved doing. My sister, um, also super was into art. She studied, I mean, she was more, she studied like fine art and would always like be an asshole to me and be like, she's like, she's like, you're not an artist, you're an illustrator. Um, and I know she really deeply regrets saying that to me because I always bring it up in, in conversations like these. Um, but it, it just came from a place of never feeling like I, I had to pick or I had to make a choice. Mm. And um, I just kind of found a way to make sort of both lifestyles work for me for lack of a better way of saying it as as a as a writer and i know it's really hard to find an artist sometimes or vice versa so did you find that a lot easier than when you are creating comic books that you're able to like when you want to do your own stuff like you're able to do both writing and 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 doing the artwork too right um yes and no i it's drawing is really hard and like it's physically hard too and it's emotionally taxing i think um if you consider i don't know how to put this but like okay 
So if I'm writing a scene, and let's go with read-only memories, and the scene calls for uh, a double-page spread, so that's two pages of comic art with uh, lots of dancers and a rave, and everyone looks cool, and, and they also have implants, so they are modified, and they look like, you know, anthropomorphic creatures, and some of them are robots, and all of this, that took me... 38 seconds to write, you know, and then I wrote two pages and I got paid a full rate for that. Um, The artist, that is like two to three days to draw. Um, And and so all I mean to say about that is like when you're at a point drawing the page and you realize just how long it's going to take, suddenly there is this emotional and physical toll that is taken on your body where you go, oh, man. I'm going to have to sit in front of my table for like eight more hours in order to accomplish this image. Sorry, or fudge. Pardon my French. Um, So I, you know, as I've gotten older and figured out a way to pick my lane as a creative individual, um, I know better than to volunteer myself as artist for projects that I'm not equipped for. and a book like Read Only Memories requires so much in terms of uh, action, fashion, mood, tension. Um, I don't even know what else I'm missing, but it's I, like never once was I like, oh, gang, I should draw this. Um, and it's great that we had a guy like Stefano Simeone. I think it's Simeone. Uh, he's Italian, so I, I never know how to pronounce his last name, but. Um, it's great to have a guy like that on the book because he, he loves it. He loves the challenge. He loves making things look cooler. And so when we saw the first issue, it was like, oh, I can go crazy because this guy loves to draw. Like this guy loves making the page look insane. So, uh, the second issue I thought was going to be a dud and be boring. And then when I started writing it and thought about what he could do, it became this really beautiful, intense, and kind of uh, wild story. And then I just kept pushing it because he, you know, he, 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 like, to me, I'm like, oh, you're a glutton for pain. But I think he actually, like, <laughs> he likes drawing that hard stuff. I like, I just like drawing people in their, in their emotions. So um, it was fun. But yeah, so I, I've learned to kind of pick and choose what I'm appropriate for and what I'm not appropriate for. And, um, it's fun all the same because at least I know what I'm putting my artists through. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Uh, and, and I do, we'll get into more about how that art and in the story come together. Um, tell us about the comic book itself. Read only memories. What's, what's it about? So read only memories is based off the video game, 2064 read only memories. And it takes place after the events of the video game. Um, we follow one of the side characters, Lexi Rivers. Uh, she's moved to Santa Cruz. She used to be um, in the police department, and now she is a private investigator. And uh, she's kind of just making ends meet. You don't know why she moved to Santa Cruz. Uh, and you get to see her day to day. Then a robot comes to her office and is like, I need your help with a missing person's case. And the missing person is the robot's significant other. Um, and at first, and Lexi is pretty dismissive of it. She's like, okay, this must be like 
a weird like you're clearly like the love bot and the robot's like no i'm in love like stop saying that to me because at this point in the mythology of both read only memories comic book and game robots have achieved sapience so ai are individuals they make their own decisions they're not uh they're not just toasters they're not just here to kind of be your personal assistant they can have autonomous lives they have rights so once lexi begins to dive in uh there's a whole slew of 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 questions that she doesn't have answers to um and and the mystery gets deeper and deeper and the rabbit hole goes she kind of goes further and further down the rabbit hole and i'm trying not to give spoilers but yeah. it turned into this really cool uh neo-noir cyberpunk thing that uh, i fell in love with and I had no clue that I was I I was going to feel comfortable in this world at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in one thing that I thought was really interesting about Lexi is that you know when she when you first get introduced to her in the in the book is that she's you know working on a case as a private investigator and she's you know she's amongst the upper class, I guess, right? The the high society. Exactly. In Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in fact, one of the robots comes by and she makes a comment like, thank you, when they took her, when they took her the plates. And, and the other person says, wow, you're so polite to them. And she makes a comment of, well, well of course, why wouldn't I, right? Like, they have rights to. And, uh, and then she runs into, like you said, she runs into, uh, into Hetty and, uh, and, and is, is questioning, is this, is this real? Is this, is this a real thing? So I found that really fascinating that, uh, it's a fascinating theme about finding out what, what is real and, and what is love and and uh we'll get more into that um but what drew you to the to the project what what was something that that caught your your attention um i played so i had like and this is not um this is not a dig at anybody or anything i hadn't played the game um and that's because the last game i played before the spider-man game was like final fantasy 15 like I, I rarely have time to, to play video games. Um, and, and when I do, I'm not good at them. Um, so an editor at IDW that I loved working with, Megan Brown, asked me if I had any interest in the universe. And I started playing the game. And I fell in love. I fell in love with the mythology, the concept, the people, the characters. And... I I just kind of was like, okay, I don't know if I'm right for this gig, so I'm going to, like, just pitch what I want to pitch. And if they vibe with what I'm saying, then I'm right for the gig. And and for anyone who's listening, I'm so sorry. I, I talk like a valley girl. I'm from Southern, Southern California, so, like, uh, I, I sound like an idiot, but I swear to you, I'm, I'm above an idiot. Uh, I'm a, I'm a step above an idiot, whatever that is. Um, but I, you so, I <laughs> so I played the game and I just really fell for the characters and I saw Lexi and I'm, I'm also one of those people that isn't like, Oh, I want to, I want to be Batman. I want to be Superman. I always love the character to the side who has all this story that hasn't been explored. And Lexi just seems so interesting to me. And she seemed like she had a chip on her shoulder 
And I was like, well, why does she have a chip on her shoulder? Like, what is she about? And I then went to my editor who went to mid boss and I was just like, okay, I want to do like Veronica Mars meets Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story I want to tell. I want to tell a story about a PI in a hard boiled crime story that has like insane sci-fi repercussions. And I was so amazed that they were like, yeah, us too. Cool. We're in. Um, yeah, ex- absolutely. So it was kind of one of those things where I just decided I'm going to be 100% myself. I'm not going to try and read the client's mind. I'm going to just say, this is what fascinates me about your world. Do you want to work together? And it was a kismet moment where they said, yeah, we do. Um, and everyone at mid boss has been fantastic and, um, super collaborative and supportive and, I think we're all the same in terms of how we process character and how we think about things. So it's been, I don't know, it's been a lovely experience and I just feel so lucky that I don't, I, I'm not in one of those like situations where I have to lie about bureaucracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Uh, what kind of challenges did you have when writing a, a character for, from a video game and, 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 it sounds like you have some creative freedom. Like how much creative freedom were you given when you were creating this character? Um, they had, there was, there was a lot of freedom. Um, but mid boss was more just, uh, they had to make sure Lexi lands where she ends up, um, in terms of the grand scheme of, uh, kind of read only memories. There's going to be a sequel neurodiver. That's not, you're not getting like, uh, an exclusive factoid there. Um, oh, so sad. we had, <laughs> but we did have to make sure that like whatever I did with Lexi spoke to where Lexi ends up. And um, there were some issues and not issues. I hate that word, but like we had to make sure I was nailing the tone of her voice. Sometimes I made her too snarky or too kind of edgy. And I was like, okay, word, I get it. Um, but they were, they were really collaborative and, and open-minded to just saying like what's your take on the character what's your read on her but they also knew very well who she was to them and that was what was super fun because when you get a note like that it's really easy to take the note because it's so clear and it speaks to the larger tapestry that they're trying to create it's not about ego it's not about you know so-and-so trying to be heard and that's what I, yeah, that's what I've loved about the process so far is that I've, I've, I've really gotten to tell a story that feels personal to me without, uh, feeling stage managed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that I, that I appreciate about Lexi too, is, um, she feels honest and she feels real and anything that comes through in your writing. Um, so that's one thing I really like about her as a character. Well, I'll take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so one thing I, I, I find fascinating. So I, little side note, I uh, have written independent comic books on my own. Um, and and I, I always find it fascinating how other people do this. How do you, how do you work the writing and the art? How do you, how does that come together? Uh, do you, do you write a lot of like, this is how I see this, this angle. Like I expect like a bird's eye view here, or do you give a lot of direction to your artist or, or do you any, do any storyboards? How does that all work? 
a little bit of everything. Um, with all of the books I work on, I do secretly lay the pages out myself. Um, that is because I want to make sure what I'm doing can be done within, you know, a four to six week drawing period. And and I also want to know, like, when am I being a dick to my, my artist? <laughs> so that way I can say to them, like, hey, you're going to need to spend time on this page. Or, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And then say, this is why I'm thinking it. Because when you're talking to people who are visual artists, you have to tell them why they're making, why you're doing bird's eye view, why you're doing this view. And uh, so I'll say something like, you know, oh, have it at this angle and have this thing be in the shot, but it's not going to pay off for two more pages, but I really need it here. And I don't show them what I'm doing, though, unless it's hyper specific, unless it's super cool and super interesting, you know, in my opinion, like not uh, separate of read-only memories. Uh, I did, I'm doing a book called Ghost in LA at Boom, and there was a panel layout where I was like, I'm just going to draw it out. Like, you can do your version of it, but, like, this is what I'm thinking. And and it, because, again, like, I've been on both sides of the table, and I don't, and I've been on all sides of the table, because I was also an editor, so I'm trying not to disrespect anyone in the process. And when you're, when you see the art that Stefano does in issue two and issue three of Read Only Memories, you, you really see, oh, this guy can draw. Like, I'm not standing in his way. So, um, I, I just have to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing whenever I say something like bird's eye view, this eye view, you know, worm's eye view, um, or, you know, like extreme close up, And then you have to explain why you need to see the emotion on their face and what emotion it is. And not again, not on read only memories, but I remember an Iceman when I was writing that book, uh, the page where he says I'm gay to his parents I took a, I took a picture of myself and I said, he has to have this face. Like his eyebrows need to be doing this. His mouth needs to be doing this. I, because you just, that's so hard to explain in words. And I just was like this, he needs to be doing this. He needs to be both raw, fragile, exhausted, vulnerable. And how do you, how do you type that out? I'm like, here's the photo. Just do the Iceman version of that face um, without without offending the artist. Um, so I lay everything out privately, but I don't ever show them unless it's like something hyper specific. And then I explain to them why they need to do it specifically. Wow. That's really interesting. The other thing I wanted to ask about was there's a lot of undertones in the story, specifically, like I said, what it means to love and can robots have human emotions. And even, even I would say even like a societal undertone where you have like this, you know, upper class lower class kind of thing going on how difficult is it to include these themes in your story without overtly hitting the readers over the head and saying this is what i'm trying to say here um with um with read only memories it hasn't been hard because the franchise the video game all of that it already deals with it so I didn't feel, it didn't feel force-fed. And then a city like Santa Cruz kind of speaks to all of these issues. So 
it didn't feel hard at all. I know that's not an easy, that's a, that's a dumb answer, but, um, I'm trying to like, you know, eloquently add more to it. (laughs) Well, I guess it makes it easier when it's all laid out for you then, right? I mean. Yeah. The concept itself, like read only memories spoke to that stuff. Mm. And that's why I picked Santa Cruz because it was close to San Francisco and it was all there. So it just sort of. It, yeah, it, it, it lent itself to all of those things. And that's why I had Lexi move to Santa Cruz because um, in the overall franchise, a lot of major cities in the game are uh, kind of like they're part of a larger collective and they're so streamlined in terms of community, government, yada, yada. And so I said, okay, well then Santa Cruz is one of the cities that isn't a part of that. And Santa Cruz is lawless. So let's take a look at a lawless city and really focus on those issues. So I thought that was something that then fans would be like, okay, cool. We love this. And then I could say, hey, and then here's what I'm thinking about as a human yeah. being. Yeah, that's cool. And it and also, I mean, the other thing I love about it, it fleshes out the world uh, of of this of the game as well. So that's 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 fascinating. Uh, what, what do you, what do you hope people walk away with when they read the book, read only memories? By the time they finish, I think, I think I want them to just really examine why they make the decisions they make. Hmm. If that, if that has any bearing on you at all, I don't, I don't know. Uh, cause the story takes several twists and turns and we're talking about the concept of artificial intelligence having sapience. And then we're talking about private investigators in the future. So I think it's something like along those lines where, why do we do what we do? Um, is it learned? Is it, is it from something else? And yeah, I I'm so bad at those questions. I get them off all, often, and I feel like I never have a good answer. But um, hopefully, that helped for you. That was a great answer. Uh, it, it certainly has gotten the book has certainly got me thinking. And and uh, like I said, I went out and ordered the the book right away. Um, so I'm getting those. Uh, and and I think our listeners too. I mean, if you are a fan of the series, and if you're not a fan of the series, and you haven't even played the game at all i think you can totally get into this into this book as well uh so i think it has something for everybody so really really enjoyed the book that is again i i feel like i sound like a a baby or an idiot or something but that means a lot i don't know i just don't know like it was i i felt like i took a risk as someone as a storyteller to to do this one and um it it warms my heart when people are like yeah and i i picked up what you were putting down yeah, well, I think I think you, uh, I think you did a really good job with the, with the with the story. Thank so you, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, Sina, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, meeting with us and and talking through your new series. It was my pleasure, and yeah, for anyone listening, read only memories. Please play the game. It's so much fun. Uh, it's easy until the ending and then it's really hard. I like <laughs> cannot win until I 
I had to look up cheat codes. Don't tell it. I didn't look up cheat codes, but I had to look up walkthroughs. Don't tell tell everyone. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not like it's you know what I mean? Like live in truth. Admit that you're not good at video games and find walkthroughs when you need them. Um but it's such a rich world and the folks at Mid Boss put so much care into it. And if you haven't played the game, that's fine. I tried to make the book for people who hadn't played the game. Uh but I don't know. Anyway, I'm just very, very happy. So thank you for having me. Thank you for reading the book. Thank you for supporting it. And uh, here's hoping that we get to do more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And and listeners, run out to your comic book stores right now. Order the series. You can because I did. uh, And uh, and it's great. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. The Dialogue Tree is hosted by Buzzsprout the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. The Dialogue Tree is also part of the Little Fella Media Podcast Network. The music for the podcast is from Blue Dot Sessions. The song is called Calm and Collected. You can follow us at GamerHeadsPC on Twitter or go to GamerHeadsPodcast.com for more information.